Hey, welcome to another episode of Out of Focus on this beautiful, oh, <laughs> I, was, I was like this beautiful Friday, but we never release them on Friday, but it is a beautiful, beautiful Friday day. How's what it going, Shamo? I mean, seriously, what are days anymore? I mean, what, what is it, Friday, I Saturday? I don't care. Yeah, it's who, a day. Who, who, where, well, especially I know you have to go out in the world, but I'm I'm just here at home. So every day's every day's a day when you're a day. You know what I'm saying? So starting off the bat, got something for you. Ooh, I like it. Um, the a couple a little while ago, you asked what is a crazy like project or something you've done while you're stuck at home. Now I've got one. I did it. I went off the rails. Um, oh, do tell. tell me, uh, riddle me this, Governor. Um, are you aware of what a Raspberry Pi is? I do know, and this is only, only because I had a coworker that did a whole project on her like online classes that made a Raspberry Pi into a multi-console kind of thing. It was pretty cool. But you do tell me, what are you doing with a Raspberry Pi? Oh, okay. Well, just for anyone who's not aware, and again, I don't even know exactly how to describe it myself, but it's a teeny tiny little computer. Yeah. Right? A basic, basic bitch, little computer, typically runs some kind of like Linux or something, whatever you put on it, right? So I've had one for a long time. I actually got, I asked for it for like a gift, I think for like Christmas a few years ago. And for a little while I had it set up sort of running as like a server for some of my media and then it just kept breaking and not working and I was getting frustrated because uh, I didn't know how to fix it because I'm stupid uh, and so I eventually just like tore it all down put it back in the closet because um, my dream what I wanted to have is I wanted to have a little home media server like Netflix, okay. but of just my stuff, you know, uh, okay. like yeah, all the movies I have, the TV shows I have, all all of my stuff. I was going to make that using uh, Plex. Plex, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, and uh, that was the dream. That's what I wanted. Um, but then I had put it away. It was just sitting in the closet. And as we've discussed, discussed uh, uh, many times, I'm a big fan of South Park. Right? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. South Park, way back in the day, uh, when I was like in high school and when I was uh, in college the first time, there was a website that was called um, South Park Studios, which is, they had every episode of South Park okay. on there for free. It was, it, and it wasn't pirate it was done by the south park studio they oh, just wow. that's, were like, that's that's interesting yeah they were just like we want people to watch the show and so they would do a thing like if a new episode came out it would be on there in like maybe a day or two but all the old episodes were everything and you can just watch for free and what i loved is that there was even a random button so you could just hit random episode whatever came at you that's what i would fall asleep to is i'd have it on <laughs> random and just let it roll um, and then they made a deal with Hulu. Then it got on Hulu and blah, 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 where it's been a long time. And I still watch it occasionally on there. Now, 
motherfuckers are going to HBO. Oh, even worse. Right? So it's another subscription service that I would have to pay for. I'm like, all right, fuck you all forever. Because now it's just turning into a cable company where it's like, I'm going to still be paying like $100 a month to have access to all my shit, uh, which is the reason we all burned all of those companies to the ground in the first place. So Mm -hmm. when I found that out, it was like, all right, it's time. I'm going to pull that. I'm going to pull that bitch back out. I'm going to make a Plex server on my Raspberry Pi with an external hard drive stuck to it with every season of South Park that I obtained in a legal way. Um, so I started making... <laughs> I, I thought I was following tutorials um, of how to like get the Plex server set up and everything. And I was just running into like tiny little things. I couldn't get this part thing. The thing I realized I was fucking up the most is you have to make a static IP address. Mm-hmm. for it so it always goes to the same place uh, to connect on your network and that's I was screwing that up all the time I couldn't get that right and uh, so finally like I broke down and I was pissed after spending a few days and like multiple hours each day trying to get this <laughs> bitch to work uh, starting from scratch over and over again and by the way just a little side pain of why it sucks so much is that to access it, I was I had to unplug one of my monitors to plug into the Pi, and then mm-hmm. I had to keep switching my mouse and keyboard out of my computer and into the Pi so I could do the code in it. And then I just used my iPad to you know read the instructions. Um, it was a pain in the ass. And so I finally was like kaboom, and I uh, I sent like I have a group chat with some of my friends that our old uh, co-host and friend Eric is a part of. And I was just like, fuck this thing. I hate it. I'm done. And I got a very nice message from him that said, uh, like, let's do this. I got you. Let's let's go. Let's go. And we were going, we scheduled the time for the next day, but I decided to keep like trying to work on it at night. And I was just sending him little stuff about it. And then he still, it was like, all right, let's go. It was like already 1130 at night. And (laughs) he's like, let's give it a try. We spent two hours on that bitch, and then we broke it for a little while. So, <laughs> like, it was, it just wouldn't even boot. Wiped it to start again, uh, and then the next day, like, I got it set up just in the base platform so he could join me the next day and help me out with it. And he went through every part of it with me, got it perfectly set up, and it runs it runs. I have a Plex server, and thank you to Eric Diaz for helping me out with that because I so would have been lost means, forever. Question: Because I kind of yeah. know how the Plex works, and it's just like you can give access to other people to the same server, right? So basically, if you were to give me access, I could watch all the episodes of South Park that you uploaded in a way or like is that I believe like- so yes yes hmm. um, I know just at least here at home I can yeah I can get onto it from any device and one of the reasons I want it on a Raspberry Pi and not on my computer is because the Pi will always be on yeah it won't matter what's going on it's just it's sitting over there on my desk right now and it's just it's always connected and it's always up and running um, he helped me with so many parts first of all the the part that I think was the most embarrassing that he told me I know this is a big blowjob for Eric. 
Um, again, again. Um, one of the one of the interesting things that he, he told me that made me feel so stupid is he's like, "Wait, why are you why are you unplugging a monitor and your keyboard and mouse over and over?" And he says he says the phrase, "Why don't you SSH into it?" And I go, "Oh, I do what?" what? Did you speak English? Was that was that an English word? And uh, apparently, it's a very easy way to sort of through your computer terminal just log into it, mm. and then I can code from this computer onto that one. I was like, so it's kind kaboom. of like mirroring the Raspberry Pi on your computer, like your yeah, remote it's like accessing con- it. Yeah, connecting to the terminal and then just being able to like make it do stuff from there, which apparently is a super easy thing to do but of course i don't know shit about that but then after i figured that out i can go so much faster because i don't have to switch my shit around oh i was just running into but yeah we got it up and running i have all of my movies on there i have uh quite a few tv shows up and running including dragon ball z kai in espanol which i've been watching um yeah, it's so. Yeah, a shout out to him. That's a big thank you. And that was my like that was my version of I'm going crazy and I'm going to put my tunnel vision into this project. That's good. That's that's actually a really good project. What I was telling you, like uh, this this friend of mine, she was like studying computer science, mm-hmm. and then as her final project was she was trying to do was to make an emulator on a Raspberry Pi that will host as many consoles as possible. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole idea was to, like, USB connect any controller and play, like, Super Nintendo, PlayStation 1, like, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, all of those. Like, she, she I think she ended up having, like, six different, like, consoles in it and all the ROMs to play the games, too. So it's kind of cool, like you and like for those of you that do not know, like a Raspberry Pi, size-wise, is the size like the biggest one I think is the size of a router, like no bigger than that. Like some of them are even the size of a, of a wallet, right? Um, yeah, mine's and so small. It's, so it's like kind of basically you having like six, seven consoles on something the size smaller than a Nintendo Switch. So it's pretty cool if you think about it. Like you can bring that anywhere, just connect it to a power source and like HDMI to a TV and you have like six, seven consoles in one. Yeah. It's a party. It's like it's a party starter right there. Like it's, it's kind of it, cool. Like even the one that I have, which isn't the fanciest one, it has four USB ports. So yeah, like you could, yep. four people could all play at the same time. And there's so much cool stuff. Like I've always wanted to do, and I dabbled with it when I lived in Texas, is like do cool home automation things with one. Um, hmm. And it's not something I can really, it's hard to do that kind of stuff in an apartment because there's so much stuff that I can't switch out, you know, for like my own uh, use. I have to use other other things like uh, Wi-Fi plugins to your outlets to like do that kind of stuff, which I can still do some with. But yeah, the the pies are really cool. Um, it was fun to learn a little bit of like how to do that and how to how to sort of log into it and um but guidance was definitely necessary because there was some stuff that was just not working at all, and now it works beautifully. 
That's awesome. And you felt probably like a hacker. You're like, oh my god, I'm like, like typing here and like all doing all these things <laughs> and getting my my media and putting it all virtual and it's just like I can access it from anywhere. Oh my god. You know you know what was the most like the sort of stereotypical moment like that was actually one of the first things that you do in all of those steps is like when you well, you log into your Pi and then you you put in this command that essentially has it go through and update everything. Like everything that it's connected mm-hmm. to, if there's anything that needs to be installed, it will do it. But when you do that, your screen just goes with like a million, matrix you know, style. like yeah, it's just matrix style, just code, code, code. And so every time I'd run that, I'd like turn over to Chelsea and be like hacking into the mainframe over here, you know, like I was doing bits every time, um, <laughs> even some Keanu awesome. impressions at different parts, you know, just to like <laughs> just to have fun with it. Uh, that's 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 actually basically how you feel every time that you do like you know for the longest time i i don't think i ever told you the story when when i had my first computer our first computer in the house we had this really old computer had a windows 3.1 yeah which is you know how old it is like the most interesting thing about it was that it had paint and you could draw like that was like the fun thing that we had like like uh-huh. paintbrush you know like that software um and then my brother was learning some like computer basics and he went into it and just went into ms dos and just wrote like he was trying to learn how to delete things so he went del colon enter and by the time he realized he deleted windows oh shit <laughs> So for the longest time, we had to run all the other things that we had because we had a bunch of things on the computer through DOS. So we knew how to get into folders and get out of folders and all of that and doing that. So I I was like 10 years old and I felt like a hacker. I was like, oh, like uh, like this, like rename, colon, enter, like put in the name of the thing that I wanted to and then CD to go back. And it it was was, I still remember those kind of things of how many times I used it. And then when we got 3.11, Windows 3.11, we felt like, God, this is so good. We can move this device and the look at this user moves. experience. <laughs> no DOS. Yeah, I, I remember uh, actually doing some of that too on my on my dad's first computer because he had some is some of my first exposure to computer games. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you had to launch them that way. Like, I remember one of them was, like, Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, yeah. Which you had to, you know, oh. you had to put the thing in. But then you had to, yeah, you had to launch it that way. You had to know uh, the code, right, to, to be able to make it work. About that game, have you ever, like, I, I remember, like, we were playing it, and one of my friends was like, did you know that you could get into the strip house and throw money at them, and they will dance for yes. you? And I was, like, I was like 10 years old, just like throwing like money oh, at yeah. strippers. And it was all pixelated. And then at the very end, I will just like shoot them with a like rocket launcher or something like that. It was just like, oh, what? I, you actually just made me remember that on that level, if you get in there to where they are, um, they actually have like in the like in the old school ways, there were like viewing booths in the back yes. where like you could watch where people would go into the back room and watch dirty videos and stuff um i remember if you went back there there were curtains you know over each of the rooms and as you'd open them there'd be you know dirty videos playing in the game 
uh, on the screens, but I remember one of them, you'd open it, and one of the bad guys was in there. And Yeah, one of the big heads. Yeah, and he'd go like, oh, and then you shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's amazing. And that is why Prince of Persia, the side-scroller, is one of my favorite games ever. Because it was one of the first games that I could run on my really old computer. Because it was like it would run on on DOS, mm. so we we had it, and we will play that one. And and it got to a point that you know, like the original Prince of Persia, you had only one hour to beat the whole game. It had a timer on it, and you had to reach the final level before like you you got to that. And I remember we tried to to like do like the fastest that you could and there are some tricks like you'll fall into a way and then like get a potion that will make you like not die when you fall like halfway the map and things like that and that way you could like do it faster and even like the first level you could either go all the way to the left of the level to get the the sword or there was a glitch that if you went from the first level to the second avoiding one of the guys that had a uh, like a, a weapon you had to go over him and jump around like on his back and then just run if you reach the second level you had the sword automatically oh so you will save like five minutes of, of, of game by doing that okay. and we knew all these things and this was all before the internet so it was kind of like we just tested and it's like what will happen if we just go here and then suddenly we were like in level two and we had the the sword we're like oh my god <laughs> we saved five minutes yeah it was crazy yeah those like those uh yeah before the what were they called the guides or whatever oh yeah yeah well, yeah those were those were fun Oh man. Which which is one of the reasons why I don't find that interesting the games right now, like um like for example, uh Hollow Knight, right? You get stuck in one of the the sides and we talk about how awful I think that game is. Like I'm not gonna go on a rant again. But um you, you, you get stuck in a place and yes, maybe you'll wait like a whole day trying something, but then after a whole day you'll be like Nah, I'm like I'm googling how to like how to do this, right? Um, and then you have walkthroughs, like you have people playing the whole game and recording the whole thing, and and things like that. Uh, I remember back in the time with with Tomb Raider, oh, I got yeah. stuck in an area for three months. Yeah, and and then I realized it was just because I saved in the wrong spot. <laughs> And then I had to restart the whole game. No, it was not funny. Oh, it, it is was, funny. I, I, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> For now, it, it was awful. For me, it was like, why? Why would you even give me the option to, to save in a spot that I need other things to, to, to continue? Right? And that's yeah. something that games now have improved a lot. They don't let you like save unless you are like capable of continuing. Right, yeah. Like, there's true. really little games in the world now that like you will be able to, like, be in a spot in where you need a key and you don't have access to go back uh, without the key. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like it, it changed completely that that thing. Um, which takes me to something that I want to talk to you about. Um, <laughs> nothing to do at all. But since you talk about subscription and how we're becoming this whole thing of like, like paying so much subscriptions for different services that we end up basically doing the same thing yeah. with cable. Um, which of the like originals 
from any subscriptions are the reasons why you're keeping that subscription. For example, with me, like absolutely, like La Casa de Papel, Money Heist on Netflix is the reason why like people are staying on Netflix and a lot of Netflix original, Narcos, uh, La Casa de Papel, like a, a bunch of those. I think now it's like uh, Dark um, mm-hmm. is one of those. And it's just like, it's mind blowing. Is there any of them that you're like watching religiously or like that you're interested like, or even like the Hulu ones? Is there any Hulu originals? Yeah, I think Hulu makes originals. I don't think they're cranking them out at the same, in the same way that um, Netflix is. In in fact, I think like a lot of the stuff that I used to watch on Netflix, Hulu took because it's like they stopped focusing as much on hosting other people's content and started cranking out. You mm-hmm. know, they're becoming, they've become their own studio. Um, there's some things. Um, one that I love, you know, it's an animated show that I absolutely love is uh, F is for Family, Bill Burr's oh, show. yes. Fantastic. I'm working on the fourth season right now. God, that's a funny show. Um, and I, I love Bill Burr. Just listening to him scream and yell just is, <laughs> always makes me laugh. It doesn't even sometimes... And I hope this doesn't like sound insulting towards him, but sometimes it doesn't even matter what he's screaming about. Just the w- manner in which he sc- he yells is just it just ugh, I just laugh my ass off. And, and if show. he finds it, if he finds it insulting, he can write us to our email yeah. and tell us. No, come on the show <laughs> and defend yourself. Yeah, we'll we'll invite you to to defend your your point on why that's not true. Oh, but that also brings me to yeah. like, ha- have you watched uh, Money Heist, uh, La yeah. Casa de Papel? Okay, so that's a that's a Spanish Netflix original. Yeah, um, really highly praised, like like praised, and I think it's one of the best TV shows out there right now. Um, mm-hmm. Which takes me to this like other side, like kind of thing questions. Like, do you watch anything that it's subtitled besides like anime? Yeah, yeah. Well, Spanish stuff, like I, I don't watch. Uh, obviously, like there's Spanish stuff that I seek out, and um, in fact, sometimes I do uh, the opposite. Like I'll watch shows that I already know, but I'll watch them mm-hmm. when they're Spanish dubs, like we've talked about. Um, I just learned a really fun fact yesterday about one of my favorite like comedy series uh, that now I'm definitely going to watch it in Spanish. Um, did you ever watch the show Community? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. So they've kind of recently like had this res- resurgence um, of popularity, mm-hmm. which is great because I think it's, a, it's one of the funniest shows. Um, did you watch it in English or in Spanish? English. In English, English. okay. So as you know and anybody that may be listening, to you, if you haven't seen it, it's about com- community college students uh, you know, an assorted group of all these different kind of people um, coming together and they form a study group for one of their classes, which is intro to Spanish. So they're studying Spanish together. Oh, yes. Right? So I forgot that that is about like the Spanish class. Yeah, that it's it's the whole show starts around. I mean, obviously it morphs out into this whole other thing, but it starts with them as a study group for a Spanish class. That that was their whole purpose is to come together and study Spanish together. Um, 
And so somebody, uh, I saw it somewhere on the internet uh, just the other day that they said, if you watch Community in Spanish, they're taking an English class and they speak English with the same like level of bad accents and bad work as they do when they're speaking wow. Spanish in the English version. And so I, I'm, that is amazing. That's going to be hilarious, right? I'm going to love watching it. Oh, I'm definitely rewatching it. I'm going to, I'm definitely rewatching it because I didn't even think about it because they could easily have done it. Like you're taking a Spanish class. It's like you do take Spanish in mm-hmm. university. The same way that you would take English classes in university here. Yeah. But this is so cool. Well, part of so many of the jokes are around about how bad they are at it. So, like, it wouldn't make sense if they were taking, like, a Spanish class, right? Their own language. Yeah, their own language. It has to be something foreign. And uh, somebody, like, wherever I read this, um, I remember they, they said... Uh, they're in like the comment section. Somebody said, "Wait, so what is, uh, you know, Chang's character? He refers to himself as uh, El Tigre, right? In in the show, yes. like when in the Spanish, uh, in because he's the teacher of the class and he's crazy, and uh, he calls uh, it's um, Ben Chang. Or, yeah, it's the guy from Hangover. Yeah. Um, what? What's his actual name? Um, I don't know, um, uh, but he, yeah. So he refers to himself as El Tigre, and uh, so somebody says, "So what is what does he call himself in the English class?" And he said he calls himself Chinese Dragon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Which is not Chinese, like at all. <laughs> uh, you know, every now and then I'll have just like random moments in in where I'll wake up, especially in the morning, I'll wake up and the first thing that comes to my head is throw your navet in the morning. See, this this will be uh, (laughs) funny. I wonder if that will sync up in our audio because we're talking over a video call. But it it (laughs) sounded great, you know, to my ears, like with it, we nailed it. Yeah, I love I I love that show so much. (laughs) I got it completely late. Oh, you did on my side. It was fantastic, clean, clean as a whistle. Um, Yeah. So, So have you watched Dark? No, no. And I'm always like way behind on everything. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is the thing. I I wrote down like I have three shows, and the funny thing is like the three shows that that like I like mm-hmm. dark i have not seen yet right i heard so many things about it and also like i was just listening a couple of hours ago uh, a podcast that it's like complaining about how people like to have tv shows now that they're just way too complicated and then they end up not like liking the endings because they either go something like uh like the anime that anime that like is like the whole like 30 years of the anime and then suddenly it was all a dream because it got way too tricky and then they didn't know how to solve it and they yeah. just did that uh, or they have like reactions like uh, spoiler alert like Game of Thrones in where this guy dies this one dies not even the reason they don't develop the story and this guy is a king like come on like you just solve it like that in six episodes like we or were waiting for seven years the other then, example like, that's what you do I think that Personally, I think the worst ending of any show that I've ever seen ever. Dexter. Oh, fuck Dexter. And 
Fuck them for saying that he goes to Argentina. Fuck you, Dexter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he escapes to Argentina because there's no law there. Fuck you. Yeah. That, but, that one's that's, the worst. that's one of the things that's one of the things about like uh dark that is not appealing to me. Like I already have seen like these like YouTube videos and we're like this is everything you need to know about dark before you even start watching and it's a 28 minutes video. Like Oh my god. C- come on. Like if you need 28 minutes to explain three seasons, like there's some issues with your show. Like, just calm down. Yeah. And also, German kind of shows, they are way too weird for me. <laughs> I tried them, and it's just like, I don't know what's going on with the, the whole, like, German, like, artistry and whatever. It's way too much. There's even this, like, funny show that is uh, called How to Sell Drug Fast Online on Netflix, and it's a German show. Mm-hmm. And it was really good, and then it got so weird on the last five episodes that I was just like, nah, fuck this. Like, nah. there, Oh, God, of course, I can't remember the name, so it doesn't even matter, but there was one that I, I saw the pilot for, and I meant to keep watching it, but then I forgot. Um, but it's in Russian, and it was essentially like... They made these, like, it, it was a very, like, future dystopia kind of, you know, place. Mm-hmm. And a company made, essentially, like, sex dolls that were robots uh, mm-hmm. of really, like, pretty ladies that essentially become uh, uncontrollable and just start, you know, doing whatever they want. You know, that sort of, like, classic, you know, sort of storyline. But I remember them, it was, a, they did it in a really interesting way because it was, like, uh, maybe more like re- normal Russia, where it was like an oil arcade, where, where like the companies control everything. And one of the companies that made this are like one of the biggest ones in the whole country. So they like the laws don't apply to them, you know, and like do their own shit. Okay, okay. It was interesting. Yeah. Maybe I should maybe I should try and pick that. I one feel up. I feel like this is a whole setup for a misogynist joke, which I'm not gonna get into. <laughs> but the whole point of like. <laughs> A sex doll that suddenly starts doing whatever the fuck they want. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lazy much. joke. <laughs> lazy joke. Yeah, I know. I know. It was way too bad of a joke to make it. But you all know what joke I was going to do. I'm not doing it. But <laughs> All right. Let's it. We're canceling Sh- Shamim. He's good. And, and then another show that is really, really good. It's, uh, it's a Netflix original. It's yes. a Brazilian Netflix original. It's called 3%. So it's shaving. Number three. What? Shaven? Ah, oh, Brazilian! Ah. No, it's actually waxed. <laughs> um, but it's like about this, like the whole like utopic like future and where interesting. Three percent of society lives in this island, which is all perfect, and they have food and they have everything. But the rest of the world lives on this like chaotic Brazil, basically. Uh, because everyone speaks Portuguese, that's why I'm saying Brazil, not because it's chaotic. Um, but it talks a lot about like the social issues and all of these like fight to become the three percent. Mm-hmm. And there is a test that everyone, when they reach the age of twenty, they have twenty or twenty-one, they have to take it, and then if they pass, they become part of the three percent. Mm. Um, which is really really cool because it has a lot of political comment without like 
talking about the present or even any characters from today, but making like big, big like allusions to like the fact that like, oh, this is like the way Brazil works actually <laughs> in most of their country. The three percenters or are the rich people of the world. Maybe um, other countries. Well, yeah, maybe, basically maybe everywhere in the world, the three percent. We're sitting in right now. Right? I'm alright? <laughs> I'm a citizen, I can say that. Come at me. Can you though? Is that okay? <laughs> so do you think that you will like um for South Americans in general, we're used to reading subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you miss part of the shows or part of the movies if you have to write to, to read them? Like yeah, you have to like rewatch them. I do, I do. It, it actually, I'm one of those people that it kind of bothers me. And um, Chelsea will watch, like even you know shows in English. She'll watch them with subtitles on. And if it's a comedy, I will be like really picky of like, can we please turn it off? Because I will because it kills the joke. I read the joke before I hear the joke. Yes, and it it does. Yes. It kills the jokes for me, and I don't like it because that's because so much a big part of the joke is the delivery, you know, and uh and I get it spoiled for me all the time. So I I always that is one of the reasons why when I watch stand ups on on Netflix or anything, I take off the subtitles. That's the only time that I take off the subtitles. Yeah, because I want the delivery to be at the time that the comedian wanted to be. Yeah. And you know their yeah. their phrasing, their pacing, like all of that. It's all it's all important to like the joke landing. So yeah, for me, if I'm watching anything funny, like uh, you know, since we're just spewing off shows uh, that we're into, I've I've started uh, watching the comedy uh, Shit's Creek, uh, uh, which is an you know an American show. Um, but it's it's very funny. But I always am like, please, please turn the Turn the subtitles off because uh, it's just stepping on jokes left and right. I'm going to go. So she has a little bit of an obsession with Monk, right? With the TV show. Does she yeah. watch it with subtitles? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? That's interesting. Like, does it, it doesn't bother her? No, it doesn't seem to bother her at all. I And I... I don't know. Well, I know part of the reason is like we have these, you know, our stupid loud air conditioners and stuff like that, mm. where it's like, do we want the TV turned up so fucking high where it's just obnoxious or just have it a little lower, but turn that on in case you miss, you know, something mm-hmm. that you're trying to hear? I don't know. But <laughs> I'm going to take a left turn here. Check Ooh, out that segue. Fart. Check out that segue. Um, I did something else new this week, which is way out of character for me. I learned how to cook something. Oh, I saw your post. And and then I was like, should I ask him anything about it? Or should I not even (laughs) ask him? Just just let him like, I'm fuck it. Like it happens all the time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm mad about this, but it's also kind of fun. Be like, should I? Tell him, hey, like I see what you're doing, or should I just expect him to talk about this on the podcast and just <laughs> let it be? Like, <laughs> but I did send you a message about it, and you explained you to me exactly how you felt about your your making. I did love the explanation that you gave. I thought I thought it was perfectly <laughs> accurate. Um, so I um, I am not a good cook. I cannot make very many Yet. things. Um, okay, yeah, you can put that hope on there. I won't, but you can. Um, I'll teach you, bitch. Uh, so, 
but I'm a huge fan of Indian food. I love it so much. Um, and I don't get it very much anymore, especially not going out. And there's not that many places around here that deliver and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I decided I was going to learn how to make potato vindaloo. Um, okay. So first step was going through a million different recipes because everyone was different. Everyone, like, mm-hmm. just even on base ingredients was insanely different. Um, but I found one that I was just like, okay, I'll try this. And then I had to order a bunch of spices because I didn't have a lot of the shit I needed. Um, but I but I got everything in. Um, and Basic white guy problem trying to cook, like, yeah. foreign food. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I don't have any of the spices that I need. Okay. Oh, what is this thing that is red? Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I have to give Chelsea credit. We had over half of them. Oh, oh, yeah, not bad. And it's hundred percent Chelsea, not you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that's her fault. We would, I wouldn't have none. Essentially, none. Um, Salt, pepper, and garlic. That's it. <laughs> yeah, maybe paprika, and and that, that probably would have been the end of it. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I got all of it, and. Um, so the first thing was like setting up the little spice concoction uh, was a science experiment because that was most of the work was just like trying to get mm-hmm. everything set up. Mixing but, the spices. Yeah, yeah. But I think I did okay uh, on that. The only thing I left off is I forgot to order uh, serrano peppers, which were included in oh. it. And I was like, that's going to kick. T- I know that's going to kick down the heat of it a lot um, because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be spicy. But I was like, that's okay. Um it will give me that core flavor, and then, you know, I can kick it up with peppers next time. Uh, potatoes, you know, cooked it all together. The one thing is, like, the recipe when it said it was done, which, you know, basically you got your sauce going once you get all the spices and liquids together and potatoes in. It's like after it's done cooking, you were supposed to take off the lid and let it cook for a while, and it said the th- sauce would thicken up. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It didn't. No, it was water. Um, so like that, that was already a failure of it was like, okay, watery sauce. Um, but then tasting it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you asked for, uh, you said, how does it taste? And I think my description was something along the lines of a little too sweet, not spicy at all, but uh, I didn't burn the kitchen down. Like, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a win. It's a win, man. It's a win. And it was odd. It was very sweet. And I know the recipe that I was using called for a little a little bit of brown sugar to be as part of the mm-hmm. spice. Um, but, yeah, the, maybe less because that was – it was odd that, like, I was expecting, you know, a little bit of, like, a spicy Indian dish and there was a lot of sweetness from, like, brown sugar. Well, the lack of the hot pepper, and that that also like will change completely the way it feels. But um, usually the the sugar, like especially if it's asking for brown sugar, it's to just kill the acidic part of the recipe. That's most of the time. It's the way it, like the reason why they add that, and it's literally just like a, a little pinch of sugar like on it. I think it was, I don't remember how much. Asking for like a whole spoon or something No, it like wasn't that. a whole spoon, uh, no. but it was more than a pinch. Um, but that makes sense Which because me. One, of the, uh, just... one of the ingredients was apple cider vinegar. So that probably killed out oh. some of the Ooh. acidity in, you know, that yeah. like uh, bite of that shit. 
which brings me to the stupidity of recipes in English. Okay. I have I have like big massive issues oh, with this whole he's got thing beef. of fuck cups and spoons and shit like that. Like if you're gonna give me a fucking recipe, do it with grams. Do it with something that is actually measurable. Like I do not want to have to buy measuring cups so that my recipe is exactly the same way that you are putting on your recipe. So why do I have to buy these things to measure cups when I could just buy a scale and just weigh everything and be a lot more accurate than is it a cup? Is it all the way to the top? Is it this kind of cup or is it the other? Do I actually have to fucking buy a measuring cup? Like why? Why? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, well, I, I was going to say, then I'd have to, you know, buy a, buy a scale. But if that's all I need, then who cares? It's one thing compared yeah. to a spoon, a teaspoon measure, a, a like soup spoon, a half a well, cup, and even in those, cup. it's like I need, yeah, I need a third of a teaspoon. I need half a tablespoon. Uh. And it's not accurate. It's not fucking accurate. Yeah. Don't lie to me that you can actually measure it and make it exactly the same way every time. You cannot. You cannot, and it drives me insane. But I understand we have different cultures, and that's okay. <laughs> Look at you just trying to pull. I, I saw the zen wash over you. You're just like, but <laughs> it's not that you Americans are pieces of shit and just go fuck you to the world. We'll do whatever I want. We just have a different custom. And I will just tell you that is why your food is shit and the rest of the world is good. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, that's actually good. I don't think we've ever talked about I don't think I've ever asked you about this before. I know you can cook things because you've made me the most delicious empanadas I've ever had in my mm, life. you like my empanada? Mm. Yeah. Que rico, papi. Um, but uh, what, um, what else do you like to make? Oh, I, I mean, my my wire, like the way I de-stress is cooking. Like I, whenever I have a rough day, I get home and I just like open the fridge and look at like whatever the hell I have there. I'm like, I'm going to chop this thing, fry it this way, cut it this other thing, this other way, and I'll try it. And that's one of the things. I am not really good at cooking for other people because I like to experiment too much. And, mm. and unless... Unless I experimented to the point that I find it that it's like good enough to share, I, I will not make that recipe. So for the outer world, like for you and Chelsea and other people, I will say I can cook like five or six things, which are the five or six things that I'm good at. And I know that most of the people like, but then yeah. at home, I'll just like do anything. Like the other day, I just grabbed like I had some like frozen broccolis and I like like took a frying pan and just like fry those and just add uh, the ramen package that I had and what? made it into this like, yeah, I, it was just like, I just thought like ramen is good. Broccoli and ramen is really good. Yeah. So why not all together? And then I, I just made this like awesome thing and it felt healthy, even though I know like those ramen packets have a shit ton of things that you shouldn't have. So much uh, sugar or not sugar, salt, I know, salt, whatever, salt, sugar, everything. They have everything. They had like corn syrup on that mix that like comes on the package. So I knew it wasn't healthy, but at least I had like with that meal, I ate like 
one kilogram, which is two pounds in your stupid measuring um, <laughs> of like broccolis, right? It's just like it's a shit ton of broccolis and like that that's good. Spicy um, broccoli. And I did have some pasta with it, but the pasta was not even like compared to the amount of broccolis that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to, I like to cook a lot. Um, I love Indian food. Mm-hmm. The point that I try cooking a lot of those things, um, but my favorite Indian Indian food that I can cook it's um, uh, chicken masala oh. uh, with uh, almond and coconut curry. Oh, I've never. I don't it, think I've had like that. Like al- almond and almond and coconut milk curry with chicken mm-hmm. like masala. And then you put them together, and it's so good. And so, and it's this really simple recipe, especially in the U.S. that you can just go and buy a masala spices package. Yeah, you don't which have to, I like, have, you know, it. not to make it back about me, but I did not buy a package. I mixed my own goddamn spices, and I'm proud which of myself for prop, that. Props to you, but if you're gonna cook this a lot, yeah, it's just easier to buy like a whole thing of it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and then like by by cooking it several times, I found my ways and like oh like the almonds you have to add it at the beginning so they like get like a little bit toast, and then you add the other things after so it gets crunchy and and things like that. But that's just like me doing it and doing it and doing it again. I can make like pasta from scratch. I can make gnocchis from scratch. Um, like so it's like everything that it's fattening and it will make you round and cute like I am. I know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, well, I can grill. I mean, I work grilling uh, every day. I work well, in Persian restaurants. You're so. from Argentina. Uh, we know you know how to grill. Like, isn't that just like yeah. ingrained? You'll be surprised with the amount of um, new generations in Argentina that uh, don't know how to grill. I feel like there's like a break in society where like it's just like this whole thing of like oh i don't want to be like my father right kind of thing yeah and it's just like oh like i'm gonna be vegetarian and then they disown you from your argentinian family because like fuck you like <laughs> you don't deserve the money from the family if you're a vegetarian um <laughs> but uh yes yeah, so i know how to grill um i'm not in argentina i'm not that good but in the u.s like I can work in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the, the... I don't remember what celebration it was, but it was for you that we went to one actually nearby where I live. Uh, it was my farewell party. That's right. Well, yeah. one of them. I went to multiple farewell parties for you. Well, yeah, yeah. One of two. There were only two. Oh, yeah. One was the one that we have the video of you yelling Carrico Papi while someone else is slapping my butt. Yep. Which I think we could share it on our social media. Pretty <laughs> fun video. <laughs> now we won't. <laughs> but, um, and then the other one was at the Boca Juniors Steakhouse in Queens. That's it. Shout out to them because it's the best steak that I had in New York. I ate in- so much stuff there. I made myself sick. And and also, thank you for being my guide, because all of it had names that I didn't know what they were. Because there was like a million, you know, oh, pieces yeah. of meat. And I'm like, what is this one? What is this one? What is this one? 
And Funny enough, I didn't know what the hell they were in English. Like, I knew it because I knew the name is in Spanish. Like, it was like, oh, like, skirt steak. Like, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I know exactly what it is in Spanish. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is entraña. Entraña is, like, this piece of the cow. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and then, like, in my brain, I had that, like, the butcher sign <laughs> that has the cow with the numbers. And then yeah. he's like, oh, it's the top of the cow on the side of this part. And the <laughs> Yeah, it, it was because it, we were in very like mixed company there at that party that there were there were like a handful of people that were like you who knew all of the Spanish names for them. And then there was a, a good chunk of us that were like, what the fuck is this one? I don't I don't know what this is, but it was yeah. delicious. I enjoyed myself, which, by the way, they reopened their outside seating for that restaurant. I'm friend with the owner and he was just sharing some pictures about how they had like tables outside. And it's just like, it's a rough time for restaurants. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but it's totally worth it. And they are doing like reduced menu. So it's not going to be that hard for you if you want to order something from them. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to a restaurant, uh, yeah, since March. Yeah. No, I, would, I wouldn't go out and sit down. No, no. no. I mean, I, I have picked up like food, like in places and things like that, but like not going to stay at a place for too long. No. Especially not the way people act here, where like they're acting like nothing's happening. Ain't about my life. Like, uh, nah, no, no, no. no. I, I'll go home. I'll sit down. You know, the the only thing that I miss from like, yeah, obviously we've been ordering in some stuff as well. Um, but uh, I would go almost every week to like uh, there was a local uh, Irish bar that we would go to. And get our hot wings. We'd get like hot wings and have uh, a couple drinks, and it was just kind of like this. Uh, it was usually not ever really busy, but we just sit at the bar. We, you know, become friendly with the bartender. We would just hang out. It was it was never like a crazy night. It was never this. It was just like let's just hang out, take it easy, eat some delicious hot wings, and and. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, you did it always midweek, right? And and like, now, like, yeah, 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 that. yeah. It was it was like on Thursdays. Um, and also, not spend a ton. Like it was one of those places where like you could go and hang out for a couple hours and and like enjoy yourself and not go crazy. But then your bill is not you know one hundred and fifty dollars, uh, which was great. Uh, which was the reason why we had those Mondays meetings with the the coworkers in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. It was. It was the place was half off. And even today when I'm talking with people from Hoboken and I told them like, hey, that place used to be half off on Monday. They'd be like, how the hell did they stay in business? Because it's not a normal thing. And they were like, oh, but like, you mean just drinks? I'm like, no, like the menu was also half off. It was the whole thing. I remember eating until I was stuffed and then having everyone around me like being drunk AF and then paying a bill that was like, Twenty dollars, yeah, two dollars, twenty-five. No, and also because we were friends with the bartender, and he'll give us like free drinks and stuff. But like, still, that's like you buy a sandwich here, and you'll be actually. I bought a sandwich and two salads today, and I spent twenty-five dollars. Yeah, in Hoboken. Yeah, so if you like exactly, so if you can find a place like that, it's a great place to to go and yeah, not be broke. But I I, I would say that's yeah. the only thing I'm. That's the only thing I really miss from like those kind of like restaurant experiences. I I wasn't a big like, I'm going to go check out this fancy restaurant or go sit here. No, I didn't care that much. But that thing, I missed that part. That part was nice. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's kind of like, I mean, I miss the social interactions, um, but I miss them in a weird way because, like, you know how like we replaced like a lot of, and and we talked about this and how like for you it didn't change that much because you used to have them all the time online either ways, but I am a big like I am a big hugger. Oh, I know. Right, like I. I'm a Latino. Like we, we love like hugging in like in Argentina. Like even between guys, you like kiss like each other on the cheek when you're saying hi. Mm-hmm. Like, well, in Buenos Aires, not everywhere in Argentina, but like that contact, I miss that. Um, and I didn't even realize like we were talking on the other episode. Like I didn't even realize I was missing it until I hugged like my friend the other day, and I was like, oh, I haven't done this. In a <laughs> right. And it felt so good. It's just like. I mean, that's what we live for. Oh, 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 the other thing that we were talking the other day. And then I told you, like, I'm going to stop right now because this is for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> now that we are in the food industry conversation. Yes. Um, I asked you, like, have you ever worked in the food industry? And you told me, like, you have done. What was it that you said? Like, oh, I spent a couple months, uh, like, during a transition between jobs. The only thing I, I'm, I, I consider myself lucky because I know so many people, like, work in food industry and stuff and there's so many well and there's so many horror stories that people have right that i was lucky enough that i only spent like a couple months when i was at like 16 um at a pizza hut and that was it like and i didn't even right. do customer interactions i just made the fucking pizzas that's all i did yeah and i had a i have to say i had the best manager in the world because she she was so cool in that um, she was like, you guys, uh, we were getting paid Utah minimum wage, which was, I think, seven twenty five or something like that. Um, it's like, you guys are being paid like absolute garbage. And, you know, there's like the Pizza Hut corporate policies of like you could make per eight hour shift, you could make a small personal pizza for yourself, you know, to eat as a meal or something. But you had to work that many hours with her. She went. No, if you're here and working for any amount of time, you can make yourself whatever you want. Even if you want to make yourself a large pizza That's awesome. and eat a slice of it and then put it back in the box and take it home when you're done, cool. If you want to take a two liter of soda with you when you're done at Werthurk, cool. Just Go like, ahead, she's yeah. like, don't take advantage of this. Don't be stupid. Like, don't. Don't resell yeah, it. Like, yeah, <laughs> or don't resell or don't like take six, you know. But she's like, because I see, you know, through who's logging these things out, I see what happens to them. Mm-hmm. But she's like, if you stick to that, then we are cool. You can make yourself food whenever you want. And uh, you can eat whatever, which I thought was great. There was even, I remember one uh, summer, um, I had to do a bunch of yard work as like a chore in my mom's backyard and a couple of my friends came to help me because they wanted to go like out and do something Um, Mm -hmm. but they came to help me so I could finish it so I could be free and I was like okay guys hold on and like as we were finishing I drove over to the pizza hut even though it was my day off and I just walked in and washed my hands and I'm like I'm going to make myself a pizza for me and my friends and she was like okay and I just like, yeah, yeah, I threw it in the oven and then just took it home. I was like, all right, guys, thanks for helping me have some pizza. And so that was cool. Awesome. But I mean, that was it. Like, that's nothing compared to most people. And I know you're working in one now. Um, yes. 
So the, the, the couple of things that I wanted to talk about, first of all, I am being paid $5 the hour, hmm? right? $5 the hour as a server. When I cook, when I work in the, in the kitchen, I'm being paid a lot more and that's a different thing because I don't get tips there. Oh, when I'm, it's when one I'm of those where server, you're like doing tip. Well, the thing is the tips are really good. Yeah. Really good. So it makes it worth it. But it's kind of fucked up that like the world is okay with like servers being paid like hourly so little. Like it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the case. Which yeah. takes me now to like now that I am on this side of the story, every time that I go to a place, even if I'm doing pickup, I still lip tip. Like even if like there's no service actually happening, like because they're not like bringing me the things and things like that, they're still working. They're just still living out of tips, and I know that now because I'm on the other side, so I live the, the tip, right? But that, that that like it's like that's just a rant that I wanted to say because I'm on this side and whatever. Uh, but then I, I want to I, I want to interject a small thing. I just think that, and and I do too. I actually I think. You know, I'm gonna put on my like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white male here. <laughs> I think I tip pretty well, <laughs> but um, but uh, that's the reason that I do, and also because all my friends, you know, were through that. Even though I wasn't ever on a tip position, like I get that. Um, I think my frustration, just overall, in a quick little rant, is that I hate that paying that wage is put to the customer. Yeah, like it shouldn't be. Minimum wage should be minimum wage. That should be paid by the company minimum wage. And then if they have a good service, then you get the freaking tip, and then you get extra money. No, yes. screw any of that. Just pay a decent wage. Don't make your customers pay for their wage. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if you go if you go to to Europe or South America, tipping is not a normal thing. It's actually kind of like a reward to an excellent service. Yeah. Because the servers are well paid. Yeah, I remember right? this. This was perfect in in Spain. Like everybody, for in general, like kind of tipped, but it was less than a euro. Like it was just a couple. If mm-hmm. you had some coins in your pocket, you know, you drop down like yeah. uh, like a fifty. I don't know what it's called. Like a fifty cent piece, not one euro, but you know, like half a euro. Yeah, yeah half they, a euro. Yeah, they you'd throw that down on the on the little plate, you know, where your check was when you're done, and that was just kind of like the normal. And that's not a boost, you know, to the server's wage or anything. But I remember no. one time being at a place where like um, this guy was so nice, and we ended up staying for a long time, like six hours, because we just like hanging out with them there, you know, a tiny little cafe place, mm-hmm. and they were so great to us and talking to and helping us and. Ha- having us try all this new stuff that I think I, when he was, his shift was off, we stayed that long, uh, (laughs) that um, he was going to leave. I, um, he went to like shake my hand and I like tried to do a slick move where I put 10 euros in my hand and like tried to give it. And he was like, so he fought me to like, and I, no, no, I stood my ground. I was like, no, like you, um, you were so like you provided more than service. Yeah, you, like you were so great to us. I wanted to say thank you for your time, like and thank you for the yeah. and, and um. So you're basically whoring him out. Like, you're just like you did a good service. Here you go. Yeah. Well, well, it was yeah. just like th- a thank you, you. You made me. You made me happy. Uh, and he knows. Uh, wink, and wink. he also knows that like we're <laughs> Americans and and Americans. That's how we show like gratitude. You know, money. Yeah, it's by paying people. So. 
Oh, um, you have a problem? Throw money at the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're happy? Throw money at the happiness. <laughs> I like money. Okay, anyway, sorry. Rant over. No, that's okay. I mean, it's like, that's why I was bringing it up. But also, now that I know that you haven't been, like, as a server anywhere, like, any place or anything, you probably never had to deal with these, like, these weird dance that it's between um, flirting and not disrespecting and trying to get your money, like your your good tip, but also like being mindful of not being like excessively too affectionate to the customer. Like it's such a weird dance. I Actually, feel like that's creepy when, for dudes. Okay, so this is a thing. It's creepier when you are the one trying to make it stop. Oh, yeah. Like, so it, it like it happened to me, and this is like a, a really bizarre story. It's creepy for anyone. Hold on, let me. I gotta pump the brakes and say it's creepy for anyone. But I feel like uh, whenever it always seems weirder when I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. Yeah, some you misogynist piece of shit. Um, <laughs> anyone can be flirty, okay? <laughs> yeah, just take your drink and shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but no, what happened was this was actually kind of like weird because i was interacting with these customers there it was a couple and they were sitting down and they're having this nice dinner and then the girl starts being super affectionate to me like she was talking and she was asking me questions and it was really personal questions and i was like i'm a server i will interact with you but i don't want to make your partner feel like i'm flirting with you at all yeah. Right? Like I was trying to, to shut it down as fast as possible. And she kept on going and going and going to the point that it was like, I was like, there's something weird here. Like why is she like insisting? And then I realized she was, she was, La- she was a Latin girl, but she didn't look Latin. But then she kind of like, I think she heard me speaking Spanish with the kitchen guy. Yeah. So she, she was already treating me as like, brothers in language like fellow immigrants kind of things and i wasn't getting it so i felt like she was flirting with me and it wasn't the case and it was weird so and then she started talking about how like oh like i really love this food what's your recommendation and kind of like oh that's normal okay uh, uh, i'll go there but then uh, she kept on like asking me like oh like how long have you been working here and and like this like kind of like okay so two or three questions like these are okay but then it's like oh like why are you like uh, here yeah and all of this i'm like whoa just like no like i do not want to share my whole life with you right now um and then i realized like both of like well the guy like he was american but he was like he also understood the latin culture mm-hmm. so that way why he was okay with it like right, like he wasn't he wasn't feeling weird about it. He was actually my name is Matthew, but I like everyone called me Mateo, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like he he like used the the Spanish like and he's like yeah, I lived for a year and a half in Madrid and I loved it that my name was Mateo, so I just switched it and he actually legally switched it to Mateo. Oh damn, yeah, okay, that's the <laughs> yeah. one that like he's all in. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, and it was amazing. And then, like, we end up like becoming good friends. Like, like, like we actually exchanged information with them because yeah. they make wine. Oh. Huh? And I was like, okay, I can give you my mother's recipe for a cardamom cake if you want in exchange for like something that I can give my my friends that they will enjoy. Get uh, so, 
Yeah. But like also like a, another customer uh, at another place that I work at. Yeah. Like she she came to me and she's like, oh, like, hey, Shamim, how are you? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, who are you? Like, and also with like the mask and everything, I'm like, I do not know who you are. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember last time I asked you what's your name. Uh, I was like, oh, sorry, I don't remember your name. And then, well, she, like, we have the system with the credit card that when you put your credit card, it takes the name out of the credit card so you don't misspell it. That's the new the new cafe thing. Uh, uh, uh. So you have to be, like, giving, like, my name is Nick. What, Mick? Okay, Mick. Um, mm-hmm. But then now I recognize her. So, like, oh, like, oh, like, hey, how are you, Ellen? Hey, Shamim, how are you? And then, like, she came with a friend the other day. And she's like, hey, Shamim, the same as always. And I remember what it was. And I just typed it for her on the system, right? And then she looks at her, her friends like, yeah, we're on first name basis already. Yeah. Right? And, and they would be like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I'm just going to continue here. And then I was like, oh, yeah, for you, ma'am, what would you like? <laughs> and I was just like, oh. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, also, I, I'm going to pump the brakes and go back. You said you misogynistic piece of shit. No, mine was backwards. All right. I'm going back to defend myself. All right. Okay. Mine okay. was. Explain. I think it's super creepy when I see the opposite. I see a guy who's the customer. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's awful. It, it, don't do it. it, it Whoever you are, don't. Just stop. Like, the, the server does not want your phone number. No. The server is not interested in you. No. Like, no. No. And if she is, she will tell you straight out, like, she will give you her number without you asking. Like, do not, please. Like, it's just, no, it's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. I totally agree with you, Nick, on that one. Yeah. So, fuck I thought you, you meant, like, oh, like, guys cannot be hit on by, like, that, that doesn't happen. I'm like, no, I will tell you. As, cute enough. As, as, <laughs> I, I will tell you, as, as the guy that was the youngest member of like classic rock cover bands by about 20 years in multiple bands playing in bars men get hit on i will tell you that oh yeah and also i wanted to tell you um i got a haircut i saw that you fly motherfucker what is this did things are reopening and it was the weirdest experience of my life to have a mask on while someone is working on my hair. Yeah. They had to be moving the elastic as they were like doing their work and things like that. But then I was like, what are we doing with my beard? Like, I need to take my mask off for you to be able to work on my beard. And that was like the moment the guy like brought this like like face oh, a face shield, shield thing. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a good way for, for him and for me because there's a barrier like literally between us. And I was like, not giving him any directions while he was like on me i was just waiting uh which was also terrifying because he was working on my beard and i was like i cannot tell you right now to stop if you i don't like what you're doing yeah <laughs> right just like oh like you're cutting way too much like no like i couldn't do it um but it, it was it was it was good it was okay um it was a weird situation in general because like the place was meant to be for like 20 people and there were only four because they had like social distancing in, inside the place and everything 
which made me feel really protected, right? Like it's just like they're actually taking the measures that it needs to be taken. Yeah. Uh, I saw the guy like changing his gloves and like putting a new face mask on and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I got a haircut finally. I'm not Chewbacca anymore. Wow. I, I have to say I'm a little jelly. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've modified my hairstyle to accommodate yeah. uh, because the I, length of it. Yeah, because I can't do what I know. So now it's just like kind of pushed to the side and then just caked with hairspray because it just yeah. falls. So for what I heard, July sixth is going to be when New York is going to reopen their their like like hair salons and things like that. That's what I heard. Yeah, I think so. And when I can, yeah, I'll try and go in and get a. A mask. Just cut. does it. The nice thing is that I don't have a beard, so it will be easier for me to uh, get my. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and actually, July sixth is when my work is opening too. Bah, 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 bah. So we'll see. But we've gone oh way the fuck over. So tell us your stories oh, no. at uh, out of focus show at gmail.com. Write to us. I didn't even check the email. We might have mail that I missed. I didn't even check it. Um, What's wrong with you, man? I'm the worst. I'll do it next time. Tell, tell, um, tell us about your cooking experience. What do you like to cook? What you don't like to cook? If you have ever worked in the food industry, what do you do? How do you get your tips? What kind of special lap dance would you do to get tips? <laughs> all of them. And uh, if you're a, a person that has a ra- Raspberry Pi, what the hell did you do with yours? Look at this. Look at all oh, these yes. things we have yes. to engage people. Look at this shit. Uh, at Out of Focus Show on Instagram, the Twitters. Uh, we even have a Patreon, though, if we don't use it. If you want to throw money at us because you have a lot and you're bored mm-hmm. with it, throw it this way. We'll do extra stuff for you. I don't know. We'll, we'll use it to buy me a good microphone. Yeah, that's actually fair. <laughs> Any Patreon money will go to buying Shamim a microphone so he doesn't talk through a toaster. Um, and, uh, yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah! <gasps> Oh, tell me about that pie hole. Oh, yeah, can you cook me some something something so I can give you the tip? <laughs> God, get out. <laughs> Stopping this. Yeah.